1: Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Celtic go eight points clear after Scott Brown's late winner in an incident-packed game at Kilmarnock Rangers slip up at home to St. Johnston, drawing a blank without Alfredo Morelos, and Mother will make it six wins in a row after a howler by heartskeeper Colin Doyle. I'm
2: Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight, Alex Ray and Hugh Evans. Where do you start after a weekend like that? The good, the bad, and the ugly. Celtic made a good job of extending their lead in the championship. Rangers made a bad job of exerting pressure on the defending champions. The ugly bit was the sectarian singing, the vandalised seats and the coin thrown at Chris Boyd inside Rugby Park. For the avoidance of doubt, everyone in this programme abhors the anti-social behaviour which periodically shames and stigmatises our game. We abhor it on a universal basis and we acknowledge the vast majority of Fans would also rather Live without those Who bring the game Into disrepute Alex Ray On a
1: footballing sense An 8 point gap now For Celtic How big a weekend Was that In the title race I'll leave it up to the phones To decide whether There's any life left in it Or not But there certainly was a Big development over the last yeah,
3: absolutely. couple of days I would have to say Celtic are the big winners over the weekend Gordon Rangers, Aberdeen, Camarlon all dropping points uh, So you would have to say uh, They're starting to gather momentum as well at the moment And uh, you know where the Rangers go for here They've got a big game on Wednesday Dundee Mall team off, out the bottom two as well Now that was a big weekend And Gary Caldwell uh, You know five wins on the bounce which, So it's a remarkable turnaround at Thistle as well But plenty to talk about tonight
2: An eight point gap Hugh Is that a, a gap that can be bridged? Unlikely Uh, When you look at Rangers and what they have done so far under Steven Gerrard, it's not much different to what previous Rangers managers uh, have done at this stage of the season. Uh, You would have to have, I think, a particularly vivid imagination to see Rangers, and it's only Rangers who count in this because the rest are too far behind. You'd need a vivid imagination to see Rangers eat into uh, not only an eight-point lead, but a goal difference of 11, which could equate to another point. If necessary uh, I do appreciate that Celtic have to play Aberdeen They have to go away to Tynecastle Castle shortly uh, And they have Rangers twice as well uh, However uh, The celebrations after the game at Rugby Park Had a significant look about them yesterday I think the Celtic players yeah. realised what they had done
3: it wasn't just uh, it wasn't just the uh, the you know the players, Hugh You obviously saw that with the fans as well uh, Speaking to one or two today They were saying the significance on the back of Rangers drawn on Saturday yeah. They knew that if they could uh, get that win, that important win It would make all the difference And they felt as if that was going to be the uh, job done
1: Does the nature of the fixtures that we saw over the weekend come into that as well In that Rangers would be expected to win at home, certainly Absolutely. to St Johnson And I'm sure Celtic are expected to win every game But on paper that looks like a a harder fixture, history has shown yep. that So that, that's where you
2: get St. this Justin, type of reaction St. Johnston went to Ibrooks having lost 5 in the bounce Albeit 3 of them against Celtic However there were 5 time losers going to Ibrox Rangers made a catastrophic blunder uh, And showed themselves to be perhaps a one man team Take Alfredo Morelos out of the equation And you're not left with much I think they missed Arfield as well However, it was a serious mistake at home. And Celtic, after what I thought was a fairly pedestrian labelled performance at Rugby Park, they hung in and they hung in and they hung in. And by the end of the game, Bio was on the park, Weah was on the park, Burke was on the park, and Celtic just kept hammering on the door until eventually Scott Brown opened the door. 01419511025 Oh, 01419511025 one, one,
1: oh, A big weekend With umpteen talking points So let's hear from you What's on your mind oh, 01419511025 one, one, oh, We are on Twitter At Clyde SSB Brendan Rogers says The win Kilmarnock was as good as they've played at Rugby Park in his time there The Ups boss stressed it's always a hard place to go And he was happy they were able to exploit Rangers dropping points
4: Well it was a, a great win for us thought we played well It's never an easy place to come And you're never going to come and create a load of chances Because of the you know, the, the speed of the surface and everything else And also because Kilmarnock are super organised and, and make it tough for you So uh, but it's as good as we've played here in my time Coming to here you know, everyone talks about you know of when rivals and that slip up and, and uh, draw and whatnot when we Aberdeen and Rangers doing that, but you still got to exploit that and and obviously to come to here, which is you know a very difficult place to, to do that on the back of a really tough midweek game. <coughs> just keeps our domestic form going to a really high level. I thought we played well today in the game, had good control, and then at the end, whenever obviously had to deal with a lot of balls in behind, you know because got good pace with the two boys up front. So they stick it in behind early and you've got to deal with that and with the, the the bounce on the surface. But defensively, we were strong, solid, another clean sheet. And then with the ball, I thought we, uh, we had good control.
2: I go back to the argument about synthetic pitches. Celtic hung in on, for me, what is basically a slab of concrete with lines on it. I'd rather watch a match in Morrison's car park at Annie's Line Cross. I think that's... Um... Inaccurate But I'll let you I'll let you have your opinion uh, For uh, now
3: It's it's not an ideal uh, surface But th- what you all say About Celtic They managed to dig out A result Gordon They are resilient uh, It's one of the things I agree with you. I thought they were Quite laboured yesterday uh, Brendan Rogers says It was one of their best Performances against Come Listen see when you're Winning in a manner What you do at the death uh, Ultimately gets you The three points and, and that's what it's all about And when you talk about Stephen Gerrard at the weekend He was saying he was Looking for leaders And, and someone to Step up to Mark Scott Brown did that In the dying seconds And that's what actually Makes a difference Uh, Well, Brendan
1: Rodgers says He can actually excuse The red card Scott Brown picked up Because of the emotion Of the game The skipper was sent off For a celebration Fans spilled onto the pitch Rodgers says That is something He doesn't want to
4: see I always think it's unfortunate For players Of course there's the the Reaction from Going to the crowd But I think at that Stage of the game as well You know there's such Emotion in it For a player to get sent off I always feel it's harsh But uh, there's a great Leak by Dedrick You know you watch it again He heads it back down and then, uh, and then Brownie finishes. A slight deflection, but I think if it if it doesn't deflect, it's a penalty. Can you excuse Brown's red card? Just given the emotion, the psychology of it. And... Yeah, nah, I don't. There's no blame. Can't blame him. I thought he was
5: excellent in the game. That seem to be a lot happened at the goal, fans in the pitch, and that kind of thing. Did you have much of a, a view of that?
4: No, I think initially, obviously, whenever we score, you're celebrating with the, the bench and stuff. And then when I look round, there was a bit of a melee going on and supporters would wander onto the pitch that we don't want to see. Uh, I can understand the emotion of it all, but uh, I, I didn't see so much of it. And then before I knew it, obviously, I to reorganise very quickly because uh, we were down to 10 men.
1: 01419511025, give us your take on all the big talking points from this weekend. Let's speak firstly to Stuart, who is in Canvas Lang. Hi, Stuart.
6: Union guys Hello uh, Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's just his game I want to see how well I thought and uh, I used to get class going and playing really well And they're a very, very difficult team to beat But as you said, Chelsea just hang on and, and got the winner But my main point is that People pay good money going watch football Now, a player that scores a goal in the last minute of the game um, And you know about his own fans and celebrates And gets sent off To me, it's shocking you go to football, you pay good money, you watch your team scores, you're happy, you want to celebrate. There's Scott Brown. Brown didn't want the fans to come on to the park. He didn't, didn't run over there thinking they were going to come on on the park. He went over to celebrate with them. And he got sent off. I just think it's shocking. I don't know what you guys think. I, I, I think if it's in front of your own fans, it should be fine. Uh, in front of the opposite of fans, okay, sent off for that. No in front of your own fans, guys. I'm sorry.
2: There are two sides to the coin, Stuart. On the one hand, there's the emotions... Involved in that incredible Last minute goal And of course Scott Brown is right to get carried away The uh, significance of the goal is undeniable And he's right to get carried away Uh, But The referee on the other hand Has no other option As the rules stand at present Bobby Madden had no Other option but to show the yellow card And send Scott Brown off Because people had surged forward They had Come over the barriers The referee Until such times As the SFA And the SPFL Get together And decide That emotion And football Must be allowed To dominate All else Bobby Madden Had no option But mm. to show the red card I mean Alex If we take a step yeah. back Because
1: um, We don't agree in much In this, this part of the world Let's not make this About Scott Brown Or about yeah. Celtic Or about Rangers Or about anyone else I think most fans Feel Absolutely. a bit like Stuart And Please let me reiterate Forget that goal yesterday I'm talking generally yep. Most fans think it's a nonsense But we're kind of used to it And you accept it And you expect it As as Brendan Rodgers mentions there Everyone knew Scott Brown yeah. was going to get sent off yesterday um, But most fans, I think, would would prefer that you were allowed to do that
3: Yeah, absolutely I agree with most people's uh, rationale when it comes to this For me, it needs to be scrapped I understand that you have to watch as well There's kids at the front there, Hugh And there's a kind oh. of push towards the front But If you can't celebrate In the dying seconds of a game Regardless of what club it is It's totally wrong But Under the letter of the law And until that changes There is nothing You know they can do it had to Give him the second yellow card But It is an absolute nonsense
1: Stuart how significant A result was it In the The title it race
6: massive. It was absolutely massive You know um, And do, do the guys think They'll ever change these rules About that About extending off For celebrating
2: the only, way, the, only, the only way rules could get
1: changed Well, I, this one's an interesting one, Hugh Because I think there's a It's almost a bit of a grey area With regards to how much of it has been influenced By police guidance in the past But and I, I think it remains a grey area Someone can correct me if I'm wrong on that one um, But it would,
2: be, it would be interesting to see if it could be well, cleared up there's, there's no reason why the police can't be brought into discussions The only way this can be done, though Is for the clubs to get together and... Uh, after all, the SFA is made up of the clubs Everyone overlooks that They're not there specifically to try and be miserable towards the clubs and, and try to take joy out of the game If the clubs get together If somebody takes a practical step Then whether it's stopping players being sent off for celebrating Moving the season to summer time Whatever it is you want Somebody has to take A practical step Stevie Clark says They didn't deserve to lose
1: Uh, He's got no complaints Though really About Kirk Broadfoot's red card The commanding boss Described the celebrations From Celtic as over the top But he sees that As a backhanded compliment Thought we
5: played well Certainly didn't deserve The the cruel break at the end And obviously If you go down to 10 men It's more difficult Uh, But even at 10 men I, I couldn't see Celtic scoring Took a big deflection Off Alex to get the goal Like I said We didn't deserve that The shot for Brown Was going over the bar anyway we played really well we reached the standards that we keep asking and talking about so sad about the result but not about the performance performance was really good How did
7: you see the red card decision Steve?
5: From the side of the pitch uh, didn't look great to be honest I haven't seen the close ups so I've only seen the, the wide angle lens that our boys have got and it's hard to tell I wouldn't be complaining too much about it I don't think if there is contact I think you're always concerned when Fans go on the pitch like that. I think, in a, in a sort of backhanded way, the, the celebrations that were probably a little bit over the top is a big compliment to come on and that Celtic come here and, and celebrate a victory like that. So we'll take it as a backhanded compliment.
2: I think he's right about that. Uh, the Celtic supporters knew the significance of the result. They also knew as soon as Rangers drew against St Johnson that they were going to a tough place where Celtic had lost it on their previous two visits. Uh, So that added to the significance Of the occasion Kurt Broadfoot though Is giving me my Weekly Dose of good humour Because the the weekend before He made a two-handed save To concede a penalty kick And then made his gesture To the referee What? You're kidding You're going to give a penalty for that? And then yesterday When he made a, a challenge On Scott Brown That could only have ended In a red card He was at it again And I think he cost Commander, big time Because it, it, it meant that They had to restructure It meant that Celtic were given Cap Blanche to go forward uh, And I think that tackle was particularly rash And costly for Kumar. Brian Sturrock says
1: Panel, should Scott Brown have been red carded For his tackle in the first half Do you think Kirk Broadfoot's tackle was worse Than Scott Brown's? This was on Greg Taylor, wasn't it? Yes the, Scott Brown? In the first half
3: <coughs> Yeah, for me I totally agree, across the board in terms of cut broadfoot I thought it was a a reckless challenge And he was lunging, he was never getting to the ball Scott Brown has kind of slid tackle And caught him at the back of the calf area Just above the ankle Um, For me, if he had given a red I wouldn't have had any objections Because he's late, he's nowhere near the ball Um, The yellow card I I actually see this quite often with Scott Brown He manages just to get that borderline between yellow and red and, he, he, and most times he seems to get the benefit of the doubt uh, but you know the referee hasn't given it Gordon uh, there'll be a clamour now and I think we're in a, a place now we're actually looking at every single tackle and when you look at it slowed down as well not just Scott Browns but every tackle it looks dangerous people are clamouring for reds all over the place uh, you know and we need to be careful because there's going to be tackles you think to yourself they're kind of borderline and we're all going to. Over the, over the top But because of the level of inconsistency As you've seen yesterday You see Scott Brown getting away with it Kurt Broadfoot gets uh, a red
1: Was Broadfoot's worse as is what, is what Brian was asking?
3: For me it was, yeah Because the thing is he's uh, he's actually high He's about three or four feet He's coming down with Scott Brown's just kind of Leaving his leg there And he's caught him uh, a lot higher
2: In a season where we have Gone for referees big time and said that the, the standards have declined dramatically I thought Bobby Madden had a very good game yesterday The one grey area for me was Scott Brown's tackle on Greg Taylor I thought it was a red card And I would also say that if Celtic supporters uh, saw that tackle on Scott Brown Then they would be looking for a red card Macca's a Celtic fan from Airdrie, hi Maca.
7: Hi, uh, I was phoned up. I had one point, but I've actually got two now. All right, go for uh, it. First point uh, is Celtic had all these injuries at the start of the season. We were struggling, weren't picking up points, were uh, struggling away from home, picking up points, and that look where we are now: eight points clear. Rangers are only two points better off than they were last year under Senior Pedro. So Stevie G's on a slippy Jake is on a slippy
2: nail And the Celtic are flying Well for Stephen Gerrard uh, A shiggly c- peg I think Is yeah, what we were after w- w- well, it's a Shiggly nail. nail peg Whatever it's on <laughs> uh, Stephen Gerrard Has not had As great an impact on Rangers As the fans that would have hoped That he would have had In the league certainly Yes um, So it's a big big week For Rangers because They've got Kilmarnock in the cup replay Uh, It's their good fortune That Morelos can come back And play in that game Because they really Need to get through that Uh, For Rangers to go out Of the Cup on Wednesday night It would be close To the end of their season Because as I say The eight point gap That Celtic have over them Plus the goal difference That's a living better That would take some catching Uh, So they have to be Very very careful Uh, I understand that Also it's a characteristic Of Scottish football That you can't just Celebrate your own team's accomplishment You've always got to look at The the rivals And getting A a word in about them So You know Steven Gerrard There's no danger of Steven Gerrard losing his job But It's getting progressively Difficult For Rangers now Because if Celtic win the title Go on to eight in a row They're two away from the Holy Grail And They've already spent a lot of money this season, Rangers They would need to spend even more money in the summer To stop it being 9-0 Yeah,
3: it's an an interesting point Micah makes I think when you look at some of the injuries that Celtic have had It just reinforces the squad of players that they have at their disposals For me, Rangers don't have that strength and depth Uh, As an example of that, when you lose your main striker You know, you're looking for other players to step up to the mark When you look at Celtic, for example You look at some of the players, Sinclair, Forest uh, Edward Burke's come in And loan, Weirs come in So there's like a, An array of uh, options For Brendan Rodgers When he needs to Kind of shake it up I don't think Rangers have that And I think this is just A building process For Rangers But I agree With Hugh in terms of The magnitude Of Wednesday Doesn't he get any higher For Stephen Gerrard and Rangers
1: Michael we're a bit pushed for time So can you make your second point Very quickly
7: If you can It was, it was really just What Hugh said At the start of the show About sectarian singing Hugh You never bring it up any other week it's not it shouldn't have been gone on, but you never bring it up any other week.
2: Listen, I'm fed up with this. I said at the start of the programme I abhor antisocial behaviour, whether it's in the form of sectarian saying or throwing coins at players, I abhor it on a universal basis. Let it be absolutely understood. I abhor it if it comes from Celtic supporters, Ranger supporters, anybody's supporters. I abhor antisocial behaviour It goes on It is Football's Cross to bear I abhor it On all fronts Do you
1: understand me? 0141 951 1025 Rangers fans Let's hear from you Because we're about to hear From Stephen Gerrard So you tell us Where did it go wrong At the weekend And what does that mean For your ambitions This season Stephen Gerrard Coming up after The travel with Amber
0: Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com.
1: Hugh Evans and Alex Ray are here looking back on the weekend's biggest talking points with you on the phones and on Twitter at Clyde SSB. So let's go a bit further back to Saturday, where Stephen Gerrard told his Rangers players to forget about any title talk if they continue to perform like they did against St Johnson. The Rangers boss says the performance was nowhere near good enough and says he struggled to find any positives at all. I'd like to
8: pay my respects to St Johnson and and Tommy. I thought their game plan worked very well. They could have actually went away with more. I think Wes, Wes has helped us get a point, really. But across the board today, nowhere near good enough. I've been seduced in this week because the players have looked like they were looking forward to uh, playing in front of Ibrox. Um, we knew Tommy how he was going to set up. That didn't disappoint us. You know, organised mid to low block. And basically, they offer you a challenge of come on, then, what have you got? Come, come and come and beat us. And we didn't have enough um, all over the pitch today to to find the answers to the to the challenge. And um, that's that's very concerning for me. We lack leadership. I'm struggling to find any positives from it really. So yeah, that's where we are right now. Forget titles and forget closing gaps the reality is if you perform like that across the board in front of 50,000 people, there's your evidence, you don't need me to say this, that and the other if you've got a group of lads out there and they give you that when they've got a chance to close it to three points and you've got Aberdeen and Kilmarnock and the rest breed and your neck, that's not what is required at Rangers when you've got a chance to close the gap, it's miles away from it
1: Strong words from the Rangers manager but do you agree? 01419511025. Robert's a Rangers fan from Newlands. Hi Robert.
7: Evening panel. Well, the term I'm going to use is actions speak louder than words. Uh, Although I agree with what the manager is saying and the performance on Saturday was hopeless. uh, uh, My dad and I left. I watched yesterday very disgruntled and not happy at all. Uh, we pay a lot of money to go and watch Rangers uh, home and away uh, and abroad. And that's uh, the of my investment and I'm not a happy camper at all. However, I'm going to go back to my phrase. "Action actually say words. Stephen Sherwood, you can say anything you want, mate. It doesn't replicate what you say on the park. Now, I understand that we've had a few notable absentees from our team, including McGregor and Alfredo Morelos, but there's 11 players on that park that should do a turn as well. You can't just rely on one player. You've got, a world, almost at one point, a world-class striker there in the foe. And you've got Stephen Davis, who's got more experience than half of the players in the park. And that is some, something I just cannot accept as a performance like that. We had a chance and an opportunity to put pressure on the leader Celtic because they had a difficult game yesterday at Kilmarnock and it proved to be difficult by clinching a goal late on. However, if we have won that game... I could have been a happy guy All weekend Potentially the results Would have found different Steven, But it's just not on Steven, So I think it's time To wake up and smell the
2: coffee Stephen Gerrard's remarks uh, Are More or less What you're saying that, That's why he was so candid He said If that's what players deliver When they understand that The magnitude of the occasion the are playing in front Of 50,000 supporters Then he As the manager Can't accept it Can't understand it So he's agreeing with you uh, Alex the the obvious one is the absence of
1: Alfredo Morelos yep. because that's two games in a row. Rangers haven't scored. He can come in and play um in the cup replay against Kilmarnock I'm I'm sure there's more to it than, than just him. Yep. Um so so what where's it gone wrong at the weekend?
3: For me, the system's an issue, uh particularly when you have Defoe up front, Gordon, because uh for, having seen Jermaine DeFoe and played against him in England, he needs someone to play off. Uh, so he can play down the sides He's not a A similar player to Morelos So the system was is an issue for me At the weekend as well They, they have the low block. So For me It would have been more suited If Rangers started to maybe play with two up front It would have given their back four a lot more problems um, And asked more questions of them When you're delivering balls for the wider area With Kent and Candace, Uh, Unfortunately there was too many players off, off, off form Robert's absolutely right As is Steven Gerrard Because you're looking for someone to step up now, you don't actually have to play well all the time. You're just looking for someone to create something or, as is yesterday, was a deflected goal. You just have to find a way to win a game, Gordon. Uh, and having seen Rangers for years under Walter Smith, there's games that have huffed and puffed but managed to get the result. Now, it goes back to that mentality. There's been games uh, over the course of this season, as an example, when you go top of the league. So you then start to hear, say, there's the first time in a long time Rangers have been top of the league at that particular time in the season. The two games... After that Aberdeen they lose to And then they they drop at Dundee They have another opportunity After the old Firm game Everybody's raving Winter break And then they come back And lose to Kilmarnock Saturday gone They then have an opportunity Gordon To put pressure on Celtic Everybody knows how difficult it is To go to Kilmarnock And he can't manage to do that So for me Steven Gerrard is absolutely spot on You're looking for leaders And you're looking for somebody To step up to the plate Okay how much
1: responsibility Does he as the manager Have to take then Because you mentioned the system Now obviously he he picks the system And if you're looking for players To sign up uh, To step up Sorry then Well I mean he, he Picks them and, yeah. and, and he signed Some of them
3: You, you cannot exclude The manager from uh, Responsibility we, we, You know we, We'd all being A Celtic supporter Macaron earlier on Going oh he's on a shaky nail it's A shaky peg So what I'm saying is There's people coming on here And saying and, and I think Mac has just said There as well The manager has to take Words are hollow So Stephen Gerrard Has to take responsibility I think there was about Six players that he'd signed Started at the weekend Five or six players So you know He's part of this as well He can't just Deflect Pressure onto the players mm-hmm. So it's collectively They have to find The coaching staff And the players Have to find mm-hmm. a way Because see Gordon see come Wednesday night If they don't get a result Pressure
1: Robert let, Give me a bit of an insight Into how you felt About the title race Before the weekend Did you think Rangers Had a chance of winning Do you still think they do Was that derailed on Saturday Give us your, your overall thoughts Over the last couple of days
7: well, although I'm a Rangers fan, I'm also quite realistic. I don't think the Rangers had the squad depth to compete with Celtic. And the, the longevity is clearly not... Is not uh, our consistency levels have not been great at all. So, in that sense, no. But I felt that we could have at least close the gap to uh, under five points. I think if, uh, and it's just not on. I think that we've thrown away a lot of chances. Um, yep. we've, we've drew far seven times this season in the league. I mean that is although we're not losing it's great but other teams are winning and we're not and we should be we're coming away feeling unsatisfied in our, our work um, that game on Saturday we actually should have lost that game if you think about it because um, St John's had two terrific chances a great save from Thoringham and unlucky cross with a great chip and but that,
2: we did not
7: play it, enough to win
2: that's why I say that the pressure mounts because I think I believe Rangers are spent in the, the the region of £12 million, assembling this squad that Stephen Gerrard has. Now, if Celtic go on and make it eight in a row, then the tension rises in the summer thing. Rangers have to go in again because if those who have been found wanting can't do it, others will need to be brought in. And more money will need to be spent and it becomes... An increasing worry For Rangers And it increases mm. The scrutiny That the manager's under Still plenty
1: positivity On Twitter Greg says I can remember Gerard's Liverpool Got written off at half time In the Champions League final He'll fight to the end There are plenty of points Left up for grabs Lots of more twists And turns to come Let's hear from Scott Who's also a Rangers fan From Kirk and Tillich Hi Scott
9: Hi good evening panel How you doing? All right? good yeah good starts. thanks uh, If i another point to point to Alex I think Alex might remember Maybe about two months ago Maybe less than that. I was on asking them about um, in training. What do the football players do? Because I don't see Rangers shooting much in sight. In fact, we don't score many goals. Apart from Morelos scoring against Aberdeen with left foot, I don't remember one goal bar that that we've scored outside the box. I just wanted to ask Alec. Yeah. Alec, what, you know, what chance have we really got with all the midfielders that we've got in that team that can't even score for outside the, the box? I I'm think. just yeah. I, I See, as professional football players, I'm just astonished. As professional football players That play in the midfield You can't just keep l- relying on uh, Alfredo Morelos His his goals are inside the box You need the midfielders to score Outside the box And it's not happening I'm, I'm wondering why is that not happening
3: I've got to be honest with you uh, As a pl- former player myself I used to shoot at will From outside the box Obviously when I go to Rangers It was a different ball game Because I was sitting a lot more deeper But When I look at the the Celtic midfielders They're always looking to have a pop, McGregor Christie uh, Browns managed to score a couple in the last count. You've got uh, Sham Rogic. So you're absolutely right. Um, for me, Rangers are pedestrian at times. They, you, they allow, Stephen Gerrard spoke earlier on about the low block, mid to low block. Uh, so, you know, you've got to be able to shoot for distance because what will happen there is it will, it will entice people to come out and try and close you down and then you can start popping the ball in about giving goes around about the box. And by not doing that, they're very predictable. So, But I totally agree with you 100%. I feel as if. The the Rangers midfield Can shoot more From distance Because when you look at The actual overall goals From the edge of the box They're pretty much non-existent So you you've you definitely have a point Scott yeah, thanks for that. Uh, Scott I mean in terms
1: of Let's elaborate on that a little bit Because shooting from outside the box Is one thing do, do you feel Because this is something We hear on the phones quite a lot Is there a Is there a dimension Missing from the The Rangers midfield We keep hearing That you know Lots of them are quite similar Is that is that fair?
10: Um.
9: No, but I think, again, I think it's the style of play we're playing. I've, I've watched quite a, a lot of YouTube clips where Rangers are in training. I watch them in football games. And we just seem to play the exact same way. It's Kent and Kandias. It's just in the wings. Half the time, these guys, you know, Kent's, Kent's quality, Kandias is in the quality. His contribution to crossing balls in is so poor. He crosses nine balls in and he's lucky if one goes to the player that's meant to be gone to. And I'm just disappointed that we just play the same way. I never see us try to play through the middle, or we'll, 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 we'll score, we'll score outside the box. It's teams teams even know how to play against us uh, now. But at the same point, I'm not too disappointed. Uh, Rangers are probably where I expected them to be, so I'm not one of these guys that's going to hyperventilate because Celtic will win the league again this year. Just make it a reality check. The reality check: they've got better quality players than we have got. Until we get better quality players. That's when you'll
3: get a challenge it, I believe Scott you're absolutely right I, I, I speak to Hugh Quite often on the way back so If you go back To the start of this season Rangers were in disarray When you look at With the personnel they had The amount of players That went out And the amount of players That come in And then think Where Celtic were On the back of two trebles So you, you if you're doing A barometer Where where Celtic are And Rangers The building blocks To get to a Celtic are And plus you take into account The finances they have Plus the, the, the youth set up Because three youth products are really contributing on a regular basis for Celtic. So it will take time. And it's just a case of Rangers trying to kind of bridge that gap in terms of quality and then trying and kinda of claw that back over a period of time. You know, but that doesn't just happen over six, seven, eight months.
2: You know Alec on December twenty nine when Rangers beat Celtic, they were level on points. Yeah. You know, Celtic had the game in hand. However, I just wonder if it's about concentration,
3: focus. Mentality here as yeah, well Yeah.
2: Yeah, because the the same players the Daniel Kandias's of this world and uh, Kent, whoever, at the start of the season when Rangers were getting reasonable results in Europe, in fact, good result in Europe, uh, and took Celtic to December 29 and were on the same number of points as Celtic, people were thinking that Rangers had... Mm. Turned a significant corner And they've lost direction since then And I wonder how much of that is also Down to mentality Scott McFarlane echoes something That Stephen Gerrard says on Twitter He says
1: Zero leadership Zero leaders on the park Take the team of 93 That effectively got to the semis Of the Champions League Just a solid team of leaders That took responsibility Played for each other And the jersey I'm not saying that's wrong But what I'm saying is It's something You only hear when, when Things aren't going well You know it, yeah, it's, it's one of those It goes hand in hand Like I say I'm not saying it's wrong Talk to me a bit more About that Alex How how easy is that To, to find Who are the players that, that should be leading Where is the problem Because there are a few people Accusing the Rangers team of that
3: Of lacking it Yes Well you're looking at, Listen the, I know the Rangers fans Are not like me saying that But you look at Scott Brown When, when um, Celtic are labouring He manages to rally them In some way And whether that's just Smashing someone Whether it's just Getting gonna, gonna about people Trying to gonna get them Going in a different way I remember talking to John Brown years ago and he says, Listen, Gascoigne, uh, drop. all these guys get uh, lauded. He says, The main men were McCall and Ian Ferguson to the world because, see, when it came to the nitty gritty and it's not really going well and they're no producing, you need somebody to step up at the plate. And that's a prime example of that. If
2: they're not there, then the Ranger supporters will start to seriously look at Stephen Gerrard's signings. Um, uh, yeah, because I'd imagine Stephen Davis was signed with that quality in mind. Yeah, yeah. so that the, at the end of the season, if Celtic have won the title, The signings will be assessed And I repeat Rangers will need to go And get more players Because the tension Will have been Ratcheted up Right 0141-951-1025. Willie's a Rangers
1: fan In Easterhouse And we're going to speak to him After the travel with Amber
0: Clyde won Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation They know the score Talk to Thompsons.com
1: Hugh Kevins and Alex Ray are here with me Gordon Duncan give us a call or tweet us at Clyde SSB I must say Alex Ray that break came at the right time because uh, something's been annoying me about you since the start of the show more than usual I should say that you you've I got, can't believe you never
3: spotted it Hugo
1: He's got new glasses on yeah. tonight and I was looking at him as he, was, as he was ranting about Rangers a minute ago I was looking at him and thinking I need to tell him he's still got a sticker on the front <laughs> right in the middle uh on one of the lenses I you, So what can I,
4: say?
1: I, I don't know how you I'm didn't sure see enough. it um, but there we go So we managed to get that cleared up during the break 01419511025 Willie's a Rangers fan from Easterhouse Hi Willie
10: Hello there guys uh, Reading Charlie's paper talk with Stephen here I'm slagging off a rugby park I know it's a plastic park But Rangers have lost more points at Ibrooks than anywhere else They can only get 6 points at Ibrox uh, 6 points at Rugby Park rather They've lost numerous points at Ibrooks. you you like the end house in order first? Uh,
1: well I mean if we're talking about arithmetic It's yep. obviously not, not quite true I think Rangers have dropped Nine points at home This season Is that right And I think it's 17 away um, So Three, Clearly six, it's yeah. it's, um, it's on the road Where Where most of the, the Problems are happening um, But that's why Results like Saturday are That bit more Disappointing Absolutely. To the Rangers team Every now and then If you go on the road And you go to a difficult venue Things don't quite go your way You, you, you think right Okay We get out to a point point. they're a difficult place to go But if you're at home against St Johnson With no disrespect to them yep. it, It's obviously a fixture That you're expected To at least win Or certainly do more Than Rangers did yeah. In front of goal
3: If you have any aspirations Of winning the league Gordon You must Win games like that At the oh. weekend With the greatest respect To St Johnson I said before The, the uh, kick off on Saturday I said to Hugh and Mark Wilson I said this would be A diff- difficult yeah. encounter Stevie Clark gets Some very uh, Sorry uh, Tommy Wright Gets some very well organised uh, he gets a lot of boys bodies behind And you have enough players to go and break And the counter-attack can cause you problems as, as happened at the weekend One of the key things for Rangers is, is that The, the, the caller's right in terms of They need to find ways Of breaking down teams at home Who defend deep Because if you don't do that Then you don't get that impetus You don't get the crowd behind you as well And then it becomes a chore And uh, that's what Rangers are actually struggling at the moment I'll go back to the thing about mentality I remember the night on which Aberdeen went to
2: Ibrooks and Celtic went to Motherwell same night and Celtic dropped two points at Motherwell and very clumsily dropped two points because of a goal up missed a penalty uh, and were caught out at the death on the same night Rangers lost one nothing to Aberdeen at Ibrooks. so there's something that comes over them when they're m- probably most expected to win they fail to deliver
3: sure that was in the on the back of the hearts uh, victory When they, when Rangers went to Tynecastle in 1-2-1 one, one. I think oh. they went Top of the league That that, that Sunday And uh, As you rightly said You're looking for That kind of kick You know That kind of momentum To keep it going oh. uh, and, and as an example When you look at a team Like Motherwell Six In the bounds In the league Rangers haven't managed To get anywhere near that So There's something wrong consistent wise Willie
1: where did it go wrong At the weekend for you Willie?
10: Ah just couldn't, give, couldn't beat St. Johnson again And again Ivers again they always seem to play better when they're on TV, I think They like being TV stars
2: <laughs> Well, that, that that didn't apply the previous uh, Saturday night When they played uh, Rugby Park And uh, the, it was a goalless draw in the cup with Coman. That's why it's a replay So, you know, it's not necessarily the case They do better on the telly
1: uh, Yeah, but I think, it, I mean, Al, Willie did have a Kind of tongue-in-cheek element to that But is there a... Is it a different challenge Alex When it's a bit more of a a bread and butter fixture Like we say Saturday Three o'clock At home Against a mid-table side I mean They're every bit as important Because they're worth the same
3: They're equally as important Gordon You have to win And you have to put pressure on your your rivals uh, All the teams round about you Because If you don't Hugh's term is You open the door for them to march through And that's the thing That we have been clamouring for For a long time Whereas Whoever plays on the Saturday if they can apply pressure onto their rivals, then you get that kind of competitive element. And if you can't do that, then ultimately you wind up with eight points uh, a lead. So Rangers need to actually get this kind of, uh Stephen Gerrard says, they need to find ways of winning games ugly. Uh, it can't be just paid passing teams to death. You have to find another way and mix it up as well in terms of maybe throwing two players up top from the start.
1: Yeah, and I mean, Hugh, this is, I was going to say this is what what it happens in Scottish football It's not just Scottish football now it's, it's modern football You're looking for sort of instant results People don't get time You always hear that phrase Hit the ground running And that's when the January signings come into focus um, Particularly guys like, like Stephen Davis Most of the Rangers fans that call us up Or tweet in say that, that they're not seeing yet uh-huh. what, what they thought they would But the problem is You, you, don't, you don't really get that time
2: No um, Fans are looking for Instant gratification Uh, They thought that Jermaine Defoe Would score every time He went onto the park He hasn't Uh, They assumed that Stephen Davis would look like The Stephen Davis Who used to be there before Uh, He hasn't so far Uh, So that's why I say The manager's signings Everything will come under Scrutiny and analysis If Celtic go on And win the title And then If Celtic have won the title The manager will need to go again Money will need to be found again uh, Because the tension Will have risen
3: yeah, absolutely. But the thing is, it's 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 part of the modern day game where you recycle players. You the ones that haven't stood up. Um, You know, some of the loan players will go back to their normal clubs. You have other targets in mind. And we were actually just talking during the break there when you look at Celtic's recruitment in terms of loan deals. Benkovic, eleven million. Burke, twelve million. Toyan. Right back 6 million So you know When you look at Rangers Some of the players They've got Kent's been a standout For me He's really good You know Know the same value Market value But then you look at guys Like Azaria, because back Goes missing So it's about Trying to attract That type of player As well Hugh oh. Because that kind of Level of quality Can make a difference uh, It's 0141
1: 951 On the phones On Twitter We are At Clyde SSB uh, Let's squeeze in Another call shall we Before we go to The news Paul is a Komarmuk fan From Mulgai Hi Paul
11: Hi there. Hi, panel. Uh, just a quick thing. I don't know if the TV actually showed this instance at all, but after Scott Brown's celebrations and the pitch invasion, one fan in particular ran to the middle of the park and started getting selfies taken with individual Celtic players who actually welcomed them, with the exception of Derek Boatta, who actually pushed the phone out of his hand. Now, what sort of example are Celtic players setting if? They're allowing fans to run into the park and actually pose for selfies with them during a match. Not after the match, but during a match. I mean, why do we put this down to boisterousness? I take to think that's the case because the Russian sports minister put hooliganism down to boisterousness. Uh, But... I'd like to know what the panel's thought. on in this air. Well, first of all...
1: Before we go, let's let's probably not liken hooliganism to selfie-taking. Let's just a little bit of of perspective. But what
11: about
2: Paul's general point? First of all, it wasn't shown on television, so Paul's an eyewitness and he's given us his account. However, what's the player or players to do? Fan comes on, the place is bedlam, uh, and... You're asking a player to size up every situation and say, well, no, I'll, I'll dismiss this supporter. Uh, sometimes it's better just to have the photograph taken in a second and off they go. I don't think you can blame the players. As Gordon says, you can't equate it with um, the hooliganism. You know, it's yes, they're overexcited and they've come on. I understand that from what I read this morning, that uh, a supporter had a go at Kilmarnock, Stephen O'Donnell. Who let it be said Started his career at Celtic Uh, So As I say The place was bedlam And I wouldn't blame The Celtic supporters And I don't blame uh, The Celtic players rather And I don't blame Boyata If he thought that In the heat of the moment He still wasn't interested You're asking players In a chaotic situation To deal with A a difficult situation Paul
11: I I just think I'm sorry. I guess I need a way out. Uh, you know, we're talking about we're talking about this is during the match, and it's completely utterly disrespectful. I mean, to to say that you know you're asking players to deal with a situation like that, and and to say it's not their fault, simply just gives an open an open season to every single match at the end of a game or during a game. Celtic fans can run on and get selfies taken. That's totally acceptable. It's not acceptable, and the players have a responsibility. To their club. But to the to the opposing team too. That was what happened was totally utterly disrespectful. I praised Derek Beata for his actions in pushing the fans' phone away. Uh, uh, but I think for, by this time I think the fan had already taken five or six different photographs with Celtic players during a match and irrespective of uh, the result listen, and that, irrespective uh, even if they won the title, I think it's totally utterly are you,
2: are you telling me uh,
11: ridiculous uh,
2: are you telling me that the ball was in play? And the match
1: was no, going no, on I think, I
11: think
2: it was during the celebrations of the goal Paul was saying the,
11: the, This was before the, 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 the kick-off
2: Yes but you've used, uh, you've used the it just, so, for, just for clarification You, you just the said
11: The game was in play
2: The game
1: was in play Well you know what Paul means it, it was before the full-time whistle That's what he's trying to say It wasn't after yeah, the but game
2: but I, I need to know If the ball was in play No no it was, dur- it was during the goal celebration He said that Right well anyway he he said 24 hours to get his uh, thoughts in order And to State his case I'm saying that the players Have less than 24 seconds In which to sum all of this up So I, I don't believe That they were trying To be disrespectful They're simply Caught up in mayhem And whether it's Celtic players Or anybody else's players It's difficult for players Sometimes
3: Caught up in mayhem like that. That's the first time I've actually ever heard of that. I'm actually surprised. No selfies
1: in your day, that's why. Well,
3: I'm just even talking about now watching football, Gordon. I've never actually seen. I think there was a young kid come on, maybe with Neymar or one of the Ronaldo, and and, and they took a picture. But other than that, I've never actually seen that.
0: Beat the pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday.
1: It is time for Beat the Pundit, your chance to come on Take on Hugh Cavins or Alex Ray and win yourself a signed ball Now as is often the case, we sometimes throw in something a bit extra So just for getting through Even if you don't get any questions right Just for getting through on the phones We're giving you a pair of tickets To an event on the 29th of March Right here in Glasgow It's an evening with John Gregg and Richard Goff So I'm sure that's going to appeal to you Rangers fans And if you're not a Rangers fan You can either go along Or you can give the tickets away It doesn't really matter 01419511025 Your chance to play Beat the Pundit Uh, You have to be quick Because you only have until the news at 7
0: Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors A team that gets results every week Talk to Thompson's.com.
1: Hugh Kevins and Alex Ray are here Looking back on the weekend's big talking points uh, Most of the show so far Been dominated by Rugby Park yesterday And on Saturday If there's anything else on your mind Or if you want to keep elaborating on those Give us a call 0141 951 Twitter is at Clyde SSB Now here's a question for you I'm mm. sure you've all seen the footage from Fur Park yesterday Mother Will snatching a win against Harps in dramatic fashion. It got us thinking, as always. We're looking for your worst goalkeeping howlers of all time. My apologies to Colin Doyle. I think we all agree that he would qualify. So, with that as our starter, give us your goalkeeping howlers, please. And we'll get to that next.
0: Beat the pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday.
1: Before that, beat the pundit time Hugh and Alex are ready One of them is up against Robbie Who's a Rangers fan from Irvine How are you tonight, Robbie? Yeah, I'm good, thanks yourself? Yeah, not too bad at all you fancy your chances against these two? Um, I'll try my best Have ever played before?
12: Um, I've been beaten by Hugh Keevans And I beat Mark Wilson once
1: Alright, okay, a bit of a mixed bag then Let's see how you get on tonight And remember Robbie, just for getting through Just for getting on the line uh, You've won yourself a pair of tickets to an event With John Gregg and Richard Goff At the Doubletree by Hilton Right here in Glasgow on the 29th of March I'm sure there'll be a few a few stories to be told
3: Oh, well, listen, Hugh I mean, knows very well John Gregg doesn't do a lot of these So you know, yeah. he's getting on a bit as well Barcelona, captain And then you've got Richard Goff mm-hmm. You know, title after title Great stuff
1: Well they're already in the bag Robbie But I'm sure you want the prestige Of adding the the super scoreboard (laughs) sign ball as well So uh, let's see how you get on head You're up against Hugh Keevans Tails you are taking on Alex Ray And it is heads So it's round two for Robbie against Hugh I will give Hugh something else to listen to About Clyde too And we'll get the clock up and running for Robbie Robbie you've got 30 seconds You're going head to head with Hugh You can pass Here is your chance to beat the pundit You ready?
12: Yeah go ahead thank you
1: Who was sent off in yesterday's Celtic win over Kilmarnock for Kilmarnock? Broadfoot Um, Which Asian country did Scotland face at Easter Road in 2015 when Matt Ritchie scored the winner? Japan Uh, David Witherspoon signed the contract extension with which club? St Johnson Who was the first Scottish team Abdul Osman played for before joining Partick Thistle? Uh, Hearts What nationalities Celtic's Mikel Lustig? Swedish Leo Fazan and David Mitchell are goalkeepers for which Scottish Championship team? I'll so. okay look. Okay. Right let me bring Hugh Kevins back Hugh are you with us? I am yeah, You're, t- you're taken a bit of a wander there Over to oh. the other side of the studio I don't know why But here are your questions Shall we?
2: Ok Ok <sighs>
1: Who was sent off in yesterday's Celtic win over Kilmarnock Cup For to- Kilmarnock uh, Which Asian country did Scotland face at Easter Road in 2015 When Matt Ritchie scored the winner? Japan David Wutherspoon signed a contract extension with which club? St Johnson. Who is the first Scottish team Abdul Osman played with before joining Partick Thistle? Hibs. What nationality is Celtic's Mikel Lustig? Swede. Leo Fazan and David Mitchell are goalkeepers for which Scottish Championship team? Um, pass. And what was the final score of Dundee against Livingston quickly? 2 1 Dundee. Okay. Uh, Robbie, he got through one more question than you. What do you think? How do you think you went?
8: Um,
12: I think it'll be close But because you got the last maybe,
1: question Maybe Maybe just pipped you Let's go through them we're, The first one was Kirk Broadfoot Who was sent off for Comarnock, Um Which Asian country did Scotland face At Easter Road in 2015 When Matt Ritchie scored the winner Take a guess Alex Ray It was Qatar
2: Oh, I was just going to say that as yeah, well. I'm
1: sure you were <laughs> David Witherspoon signed the contract extension With St Johnson You both got that right So it's two all The first Scottish team That Abdul Osman played with Before joining Partick this was a tricky one Gretna Wow Yeah exactly uh, What nationality Celtics Mikael Mika Lustig He's Swedish 3 all. It's quite a tense one this um, Leo Fazan and David Mitchell Are both goalkeepers For Falkirk So neither mm-hmm. of you Got that right Which means Robbie If Hugh gets his Last question right He wins Simple as that What was the final score Of Dundee Livingston It was 2-1 to Dundee Hugh said 2-1 to Dundee And Robbie I'm afraid he has picked you A last minute winner For Hugh Keevans
12: No it was a That was a good one
1: Good man, thank you Good to morning. Robbie and Irving And remember, just for getting through uh, You've won yourself tickets to that event With John Greg and Richard Goff On the 29th of March anyway So,
2: another victory for you old fella Well Happy with that Yeah, I'm, uh, I hope that uh, Robbie enjoys his night At the John Greg and Richard Goff thing you, the old Greggy We go back a long, long way I, Likewise Richard Absolutely 01419511025 Twitter
1: is at Clyde SSB So get all your thoughts coming in on the weekend's big talking points We're still taking more on Celtic's win yesterday We're still taking more on Rangers draw with St Johnston um, But just looking at that win for Motherwell yesterday who the yeah. obvious question is goalkeeping howlers they are brutal if you're <laughs> or the, yeah. the, the fan of the, the team who concedes it and for everyone else the cause of great amusement Colin Doyle yesterday must be in a state of Well,
2: shock and regret after that one You know players can have an awful day Outfield players can have an awful day And no one really remembers too much about it But Colin Doyle This will be remembered for a long time to come Mm. Uh, It's unfortunate he had several terrific saves Prior to that If it was going to end in a 1-1 draw Then Colin Doyle would have been Largely responsible for that being the case So I, I do feel for him But these fine young men of Motherwell, Alan Campbell, Jake Hasty, David Turnbull, uh, they're, they're putting on something that's extra special here. Six wins on the bounds. Stephen Robinson's chosen the same team to start the match five times in the bounds. How often does that happen? And their next league game is at Celtic Park. Uh, and I so look forward to that because. It'll be a wonderful test of the young fella's nerves This should be a good topic On Twitter there's
1: a great response About goalkeeping mistakes Hugh Mone has sent the one where she given He puts the ball down And he thinks I'm just going to take my time and kick it And Dion Dublin runs from behind him Nips it away Anthony Gilmore says that Craig Gordon Punched one into the net When he played for Hearts at Celtic Um, Ray Clements let Dalglish's shot through his legs Says Alan Mackey Um, Arthur Boric and the the, the shot against Hibbs What was the shot known as Thereafter oh, but squiggler or The squiggler The squiggler Sideshow yeah. Bob John Tony Rankin. Higgins says that one So did you What was the worst You played in Or, or witnessed Alex Can you listen I was to mind? I, I
3: put a bet on I know and we gambled Responsibly years ago And I was waiting for a coupon And it was the Italian Goalkeeper at Man United It was Massimo Taibbi. Someone had it for about 40 yards. I, yeah. And he just went to Dolly it just to pick it up, Hugh, and it went through his legs. Yeah. Done my cootin I felt like he gave up gambling ever since.
1: Uh, so there we go. This was on the back of Motherwell's victory yesterday. Stephen Robinson, full of praise for his youngsters after the late win against Hearts, Jake Hasty and David Turnbull with the goals for the Steelmen. Uh, Robinson says it's getting impossible to leave them out the team.
13: Fantastic. If you're going to win a game, great way to win a game. So i for their goalkeeper, who I thought was outstanding throughout the match, if I'm being honest, they made two or three terrific saves when we had great chances. So it's unfortunate, but we'll take it. Probably would have been happy to come away from a draw in the last minute when we, when we scored. But um, we weren't that. We were positive. We made positive substitutions. And it was two teams trying to win the game. You couldn't have had two more appropriate scorers in the game. Well, they've been terrific, the two boys that you mentioned. Alan Campbell as well. and James Scott... Um, We've we've got a, a good pedigree of producing these boys, and you know the two boys that scored today have been excellent over the last seven eight games, and they need to stay grounded and continue to keep working hard. With Jake, is slightly different because he's been out and alone, he's been to Erdry and he's been to Alloa you know, and he came back a man, and he's a wee bit more robust maybe than some of the younger ones. Um, Alan Campbell was probably a wee bit up and down when he first got on the team, now he's got that great consistency with him, and and David just a. Very, very good footballer who never seems to have fluster. So we have got that level of consistency, but we still have to be careful with them that we can dip them in and out of certain things. But at the minute, why take people out when they're playing that well?
1: John's a Motherwell fan in Wishaw. What did you make of it yesterday, John?
13: Uh, I thoroughly I enjoyed the game. I
6: loved it. It's a shame about the keeper. Crying shame. He gets your the, sympathy,
1: John, even as a Motherwell fan? Sorry? He you gets your sympathy, even as a oh, Motherwell definitely.
6: fan. I've, I've seen it like that before, even to Motherwell. <laughs> But um, What I want to point out is um, Jake, Jake Hasty. I'm actually hoping he signs a new contract because how many young players have we seen from Scotland going down to England and you never hear them again but I yeah. hope he can learn his trade better then get a big move
2: What you can't uh, stop a young man doing is uh, progressing and uh, making a better living so one day it will happen somebody will come in uh, and he'll want to improve his standard of living he'll want to play uh, with all respect to Motherwell at a bigger club however I agree with you that at the moment having been out on loan at a couple of clubs having gone to Fir Park, back to Fir Park and blossomed then he should understand that Motherwell were trying to create a pathway for him into first team football in the Premiership and he's got it now and he's making a tremendous job of it but it would be, I think, too early for him To grab the first offer That comes along Yeah Stephen Robinson Said yesterday He had a joke about it He
1: said well whether he keeps scoring or not Doesn't make any difference to us Because we can't offer him Any more money um, But he needs to be Playing football and, and this is where He's going to do that Since he came back from Alowa He's played six times And scored five, five goals A couple of them Have been Worldies. spectacular And you can see why He's he's getting attention yeah,
3: Absolutely I, I actually love the way He drives at people Gordon he get got plenty of pace And, and Stephen Robinson's what Which says He has come back More of a man He looks more Physically stronger uh, and the goals are obviously the standout, but his overall play causes problems. And uh, But when you look at the production line, um, young Turnbull is the one that always catches me. Now, I was covering a game at Ibrox, uh a couple of months ago, and I said to you, I says, even though, uh, I think it was it 7-1, was uh, you know, Turnbull still caught my eye because he can manage to manipulate the ball, uh, very comfortable on the ball, and young Campbell brings the endeavour. When, when they speak about him in there, it's been glowing... Terms, you know, in terms of professionalism, mm. so it's great that they're actually developing that with these senior players. My suggestion to Hasty is sit tight because he's been there for years, Gordon. So the development I think fee he is was well, nine, yeah, yeah. So he's got that'll be a hefty mm. development fee for someone taking him on board. So he's only what six, seven games into his first team reign. Mm. It's too early to go down south. Learn your trade here. Sign a two-year contract. And then Hmm. build up and and become more ready for down south
1: I think that's where Motherwell will be slightly more relaxed Hugh Keevans Because Um. as Alex says They are protected to the tune of More than 300,000 it is I think Because he's been there since he was nine So even if the contract runs down He's not going to walk away And then Motherwell are left empty handed
2: No, I mean there's a young boy McKinstry At uh, Motherwell who we believe is going to Leeds United At the end of the season And you know Motherwell are going to get uh, I well, if that happens, yeah, yeah, I understand they're going to get one hundred and fifty thousand pounds. He's sixteen, mm. never played for the first team. Just the way the compensation system yeah. works, isn't it? So you know they've got that kind of protection. financial yes, protection, protection there. Yeah. But what I love about this lot, they've played thirteen away games this season, seven wins, six losses, no draws. They just give it their best shot. <laughs> sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. And that's what makes Celtic Park on Sunday, I think, a highly intriguing fixture. Yes, having said that, Celtic have not dropped any points at
1: all at home. That makes so it that, even that, more that, interesting. Yeah, that'll be intriguing. That's one word for it. Uh, John, what have you made of the recent turnaround in performances?
6: I think, think uh, Robson's been very brave in bringing the young boys in. But as you've seen the last six games, he was correct to do so. He changed the formation, he changed the way they played. And now look at us six wins in a row in the league. Who
3: can complain? Yeah, yeah, it's interi- do, yeah. Well it's interesting Because if you go back <laughs> Six, seven weeks ago uh, There were people clamouring well, It was the Ross you know, County result Wasn't it in Yeah the cup? they were disappointed And they were kind of Maybe saying that he Maybe were struggling And it just shows you Six, seven games down the line
1: Right remember fun. This is open to everyone Because we're looking for Your goalkeeping mistakes Howlers as we like to call them This is after Colin Doyle yesterday It was a, as, as, a, It is as bad as you'll see Really isn't it Hugh Without being unfair On, on Colin Doyle you do have a bit of sympathy because that's the life of a goalkeeper but <laughs> it's pretty difficult to sort of figure out how it
2: happened. Well exactly. I mean unfathomable because he's so assured and the ball looks fairly easy. you know just just gather it into your body. And somehow
3: mm. It seems to me as if it took a bigger kick Than we was anticipating Because he looks as if he's gathering it Round about his mid-drift And it's bounced up by his shoulder Hugh I think he's just totally miscalculated
1: it. But Craig Levine says He was disappointed that they left with no points Because of the mistakes that they made He had no problems with Ben Garruccio's red card He says you can't get away with leaving the ground When you tackle Let's hear from the Tynecastle boss at full time
5: He's disappointed as we all are And he's held his hands up And uh, he's made a mistake is not he? In a game that I felt we were in pretty good control of, and, and my substitutions and thoughts were mainly about how could we win the game. It's a strange game at times, you know. So I've gone from feeling positive about what we need to do. I felt positive about the control we had in the match, and I've ended up you know, in a situation where two mistakes have, have cost us a points. What did you make of the, the decision, the free kick and the red card that, that led to it? Uh, you know. 25, 30 years ago, you got away with that, no bother. But all the players know that if you leave the ground to tackle, which Ben did, then although he's won the ball uh, and the player wasn't injured, it's just the nature of of the game, and it's not a surprise. You know, I, I looked at it and I thought, no, I'm not criticising the referee at all because he did leave the ground, and, and I, I think everybody knows that that's not acceptable. So I've got, I've got to take that on the chin. Uh, and then again, was, you know, Collins made a. From a free kick that was fairly easily saved He's made made an error So the emotions go from fairly positive To how the hell did we get beat there
1: This is a fascinating one Because that incident I've seen people say Yeah it was a free kick and a red card You've seen people say that it wasn't even a foul And then you've got Uh Craig Levine who I'm sure he won't mind me saying Isn't slow to criticise refs When he feels things have gone against him Especially a last minute winner And he actually Player. Agrees Craig, if you like That it was a red card
2: Craig acknowledged The 21st century aspect That Now You can't You just can't mm-hmm. But I was watching The game On television And uh, Gary Locke Was uh, Commenting And Gary Locke Is my favourite jambo Of all time He's, He was a terrific Player for Hearts He was a Over Robo A manager a pal. No, Just a Locke Such a great guy uh, You know And was a manager of hearts and he, he wore his heart on his sleeve every day when he played or managed hearts and his take on the tackle was game's gone. If the you know if he can't get away with that the game's gone. You know, so I, I don't think that Gary Locke took into account the twenty first century aspect, but the manager Craig Levine did and Ben Fifth. Garuccio had to go under twenty nineteen rules.
3: Fair play to Craig Levine I have to say It's very refreshing For a manager To come out and say that I Even saying the boys Distraught Because as soon as You leave the ground With your both feet up, You're running a risk and risking For me it was a red
1: uh, On the back of that Colin Doyle mistake though We're looking for Your goalkeeping mistakes Memorable ones Brian Elder says Stuart Kennedy England against Scotland oh, yeah. um, Regan Stevenson says Carius against Gareth Bale In the Champions League Final last year Remember that Yes Not as if it was a wee, You know Small friendly game That no one's going to notice Um what about Colin and Paisley I think he's got one on the line Hi Colin
10: Hi there guys Hello
1: Goalkeeping howlers Colin What springs to mind?
10: Um, in a positive note It was a great result But it was the old Ray Clemens Wembley How can, how can that stop <laughs> be The number one goalkeeping howler From a positive point of view From a Scottish perspective Hugh well, Higgins, you
2: must remember that yeah, one Yeah yeah All the more so Because everyone at that time Made a career down south Out of laughing at Scottish goalkeepers now, yeah yeah uh, as the years rolled, where, where did that come from uh probably Ruffy had something to do with it from time to time, and, um you know other goalkeeping mistakes had been made, and Scottish goalkeepers were supposed to be a laughing stock now we are blessed with so many good goalkeepers, so the Ray Clemens moment was uh, a great one for fans to gloat over.
1: Uh, Absolutely. Describe it, of a certain age. Yeah, describe
2: yes. it describe it, Colin, for anyone who maybe hasn't seen it.
10: Um it's a bit foggy now. It was a few years ago, but basically <laughs> it, it kinda of went down to try and scoop the ball up. Yeah. Um and then it just kinda of bounced right through his
2: legs. Yeah, to be fair to Not Ray Clements as you remember Colin, Ray Clements was a an outstanding mm. goalkeeper. He really was a terrific goalkeeper, which made the mistake all the more stunning. Uh, But it didn't stop Kenny Dalgleish Going away with a grin (laughs) As wide as Sucky Hall Street As a player Alex If the keeper chucks one in
1: Do you you still celebrate it Like it ends up in the top corner Or is there a bit of sheepishness About the whole thing
3: I remember scoring against David James For about 30 yards And I'm not sure how it managed To go over the line Gordon And it just kind of Trundled past him And he actually dived beyond the ball And went underneath him And uh, Oh Believe me you do celebrate (laughs) It doesn't make a difference I knew you
1: would But I'm wondering about anyone else
3: You take it don't you
1: (laughs) Thank you to Colin and Paisley Keep your goalkeeping howlers coming And remember We can still go back And look at the other weekend's Big talking points So get the calls in And the tweets And what a full time teaser We have for you to Get the pen and paper ready The question is coming next
0: Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years
1: Hugh Kevins and Alex are here Ready to take your calls and receive your tweets On the subject of dodgy goalkeeping After Colin Doyle at Fort Park yesterday Here's one I know you'll remember Hugh Because oh. you were there and I was with you Yes He says Cammy Bell Goalkeeping howler Same stadium Same goal The playoff
2: oh, Motherwell yes.
1: Against Rangers Remember it? Yes that was quite something. The ball just seemed to be in the air for an eternity. Alex Ray has got a look you know in his face, which makes yeah. me think that he's tried to forget about it. Just fresh um, in my mind. And he punched it sort of into the back of the yeah, head, didn't he? So he didn't get any purchase on it, did he? He did not. Uh, yeah, keep your goalkeeping howlers coming. We're on the phone, so one four one nine five one one zero two five. Got a good question for you on the teaser. Listen up, because I say this every night, because I mean it. What is an absolute certainty is that you get the answers before these two do. So eleven managers. In England's League One or above, who have played in Scotland. So 11, Jack Ross. 11 managers currently in England's League One or above, who have played in Scotland. Now, this has been sent in by Robert McLean. Full time at Clyde1.com is where he sent it. So that's where you need to fire your questions if you've got any. Full time at Clyde1.com. Jack Ross so is. Managers of League One or
2: above. Is Stephen Presley
3: No. Yeah.
1: Who does he manage? Kalil What league are they in? Two So no then (laughs) Jack Ross Sunderland manager League 1 Played for Clyde Falkirk St Mirren And so on So you've got one You've got Jack Ross
3: Yes Hopkin
1: David Hopkin Yep Hoppy Is the manager of? Bradford And played for? Morton Yes Uh,
3: So
1: that's 2 of 11
3: Good question I
1: Decent, isn't it? I thought it'd be up your street as well because you like the English lower leagues. Paul Lambert.
3: Great shout, show.
1: Well done, Hugh. You've eventually (laughs) arrived (laughs) at the party. All right, that's three down, another eight to go. 11 managers in England's League One or above who've played in Scotland at some point in their career. Tony Mowbray. Yes, that's four. We'll leave it there for the meantime. Tony Mowbray, Blackburn manager, played for um, Celtic. Ipswich manager Paul Lambert Played for St Mirren Mullung Celtic Bradford manager David Hopkins Played for Morton uh, And we've got Jack Ross as well So we've got another What did I say Seven to go now Is Seven, that like? go, yeah. yes. Seven to go oh, 01419511025 one, one, Gordon's a Celtic fan In Kilmacomb Hi Gordon Good evening panel How you
14: doing okay? Yeah good, good on, thanks you? What's your point tonight? Um, just a general thing though I mean it's not a, um, I just think I don't know where we're going this season um, Right from the start I just It's It's uh, and rightly so some of the points I like could point out, but I just think everything's all quite negative. No, we'd seem to be talking about games, all, like right there was a score, no going going get eight points ahead, which is good and and I think unless you like so tonight, unless you missed a couple of minutes, um if you or rivers on and they talk about you no know, the last couple of games, whatever it is, then you forget that there's actual football getting played. Um, it just seems to be you no know, talking about points and some of the points are valid. No? I mean I'm not starting to say that we shouldn't uh, discard them, but I just feel and I don't know if it's maybe the start of the season, I can't remember if it was my,
7: was McGregor
14: or a, or a, a couple of memory off the ball incident to kick out or something or whatever. I can't remember what it was in in the it not founded so it got thrown out kind of thing. And I think some of the I don't know the panels maybe said can I set a prison S F A or whoever it was, whoever does it, that from now on everything's going to get reviewed and I've got a friend down south who loves listening to the podcast over the next night or a couple of nights later and he said unless you miss the start you know that's all it's about now. It's, it's kinda of negative he's actually kinda of fed up listening to it now because you see, it was always good talk about the football,
1: About the players—so that who's playing good and who's—but it just seems to be, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I listen, I, I think Gordon ultimately has got a bit of a point. The reason that people then you know They sort of jump on it because if it's a referee one week and you talk about it, the next week comes around and then there's another thing, and then you get you get fans of that club saying, "Well, you know, we were wrong. Then you better give this the same amount of coverage as as it got last week." And it it, it, it <laughs> It just sort of snowballs because the the disciplinary system is the hot topic recently. Yeah. Rangers, in fact, have come out again today. They issued a statement last week saying they want a review of it. Stuart Robertson's now vocalised that on Rangers official media channels. Um, so I'm not saying Gordon's wrong, but I'm no, I'm not the, sure I'm not
2: sure where it ends. I'm not sure how we get back from it. Yeah, yeah. It's the word. Well, Gordon can help. Gordon can come on and say, "Listen, never mind all that stuff. What about this?" And talk about Celtic and what happened yesterday or whatever, but it is the modern day world, and you know we have a a phrase that's entered the football lexicon, which is trial by sports scene. For example, Uh, you know managers, players, fans complaining that everything is being judged on television highlights, which is not necessarily the case. But yes, we have get trapped in was that a red card or a yellow card, Uh, and all of the other. Nonsense that goes on at football matches, however, we are trying our best. We've devoted time to Motherwell and these young men who are at the moment ripping up trees and looking forward to the game against Celtic on Sunday. Uh, what an entertaining fixture it promises to be! We're trying, it's the old godfather line. We, 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 every time we think we're out, we get drawn back into it, yeah. And I think, yeah, on you go, Gordon.
14: Well, it's not—it's not, a, it's not a, a, a thing at the panel either. No, I'm not—I'm not complaining about you guys, but it is a topic. But and you only take the phone calls that come in. I can understand that, but I just think we're, we're missing the point. Know what I mean? It's—it it's, used to be great talking about the games. Know what I mean? And uh, not like like so you watch some of the, the sports scene or the BBC sport. Whatever television, they're, they're all talking about the football. And I know they talk about instances, but I just feel as if we're just talking about, as you said you done this last week How are you getting away with
3: this Gordon, it's, a, with it? it's about balance you know, Gordon like We're trying to get balance And I think that's important To try and remember You know we, we, Earlier on we were actually Talking about the boy Turnbull We are talking about Hattie Scoring an unbelievable uh, goal You're talking about Players standing up to it mm. You're talking about Scott Brown Scoring a winner At the celebration
1: Listen because I don't really Take it as a criticism I think Gordon's no, right no, Absolutely b- Because we are we actually spoke about it at one of the breaks It's almost like the attitude of Not all but some football fans ha- has just It's just changed now Whereas yeah. a, a part of your A part of your Sunday morning Or a part of your Monday morning Is not only about Revelling in what your own team did oh. It's about looking to make sure That your rival didn't get away with
2: something That your team got pulled up for the previous week It's a social media phenomenon yeah. for me uh, You know there's an absolute dedication To getting everyone into trouble as many people into trouble as you possibly can uh, if Celtic do one thing the Rangers fans do another and the, if the Rangers do this the Celtic fans complain and so, oh, oh, it never ever ends uh, but as I say for example Dundee Livingston now that's about as innocuous as it gets or Livingston Dundee I should say more correctly the topic of conversation there is should Stephen Lawless have been booked or should he have been given a penalty and did that penalty cost Livingston the game or the, the failure to award the penalty cost Livingston the game. All right then on that one, let's practice what we're preaching. What about that
1: free kick from Scott Wright to win it? Yeah. Because that right was Leveson. stunning, wasn't it? For, uh, for
3: me it was one of the best free kicks we'll see all season. I said to the guys during the last break, I said the keeper was diving when the ball was on its way back out and to generate that much accuracy and power here is unbelievable. He's and, making a he's making a massive contribution to Dundee so far.
2: And to be honest,
3: I thought it was a penalty for Livingston
2: and the referee got I mean, it wrong. But so, so there you are. But you know, Gordon makes a perfectly valid point, Gordon McCullough, Uh Perfectly valid point. But if we don't focus on the main topics of conversation arising from the weekend involving Celtic Rangers, we are accused on social media of having an agenda, biased. Uh, we all know where you're coming from, and so on and so forth. It's the world we live in We didn't make it We just live in it Um, Gordon Talk to us about football then What do you make of your
1: own team At the moment Celtic Eight points clear Is that Is that gap too big Oh and he's gone
3: (laughs) He's he's away more in social media (laughs) (laughs) He actually
1: disappeared Right at the crucial moment I thought we were going to get away from it We had come full circle We were going to do what, What Gordon wanted
2: You've got a better attention
1: (laughs) Maybe it was technical difficulties I don't don't mind that at all At Clyde SSB We are still talking about Your uh, goalkeeping howlers Gaz says McGregor When El Khaduri Scored at Ibrooks. Do you remember that one Hugh I think he becomes He always becomes a teaser answer Kaduri Mm -hmm. doesn't he It's one of those Oh I forgot about him Uh, What else We've got a few Throwing some answers in In the teaser Well done to Peter Gray He's got a few Thomas has got a couple as well David yeah, Lots
2: of good answers Did you ever read Coming in In your football history books When you were but a nipper Did you ever read about Scotland losing 9-3 at Wembley To England Yes But if you're going to ask me Anything more about it 1961 The Scotland goalkeeper Was Frank Haffey Who played for Celtic I saw Frank Haffey Take a Goal kick At Celtic Park And put the ball Into his own net Wow And the crowd thought What But Of course The goal could not be Awarded Against Celtic Because the free kick Has got to clear The penalty box Before it's in play So He got away with one He actually scored A known goal From a A bye kick right, okay But it didn't count When was this 60
3: what?
2: 61 58 years ago That's all I remember it well Uh, Just 58 years ago I think
1: we'll agree It was a little bit Before my time We're going to speak To George and Rutherglen Very soon Let's quickly hear from A man who made a big impact At the weekend Scott McDonald. Um, his debut for Partick Thistle He says it was a fairy tale Scoring in the 2-0 win against Alowa uh, He came out of what was it, essentially retirement To join the Jags on Friday And would you believe it He says playing fives with Mark Wilson And Alex Ray <laughs> of all people Helped keep him fit I don't know about that
5: It's not about me It's it's about helping the team Partick Thistle The boys have been excellent to me Since I come in Start of the week And um, yeah it's a fairy tale start So I'm just delighted I could help, you know, earn those three points for us today, and uh, hopefully, it's onwards and upwards for, for all of us. Uh, on our
4: radio show this afternoon,
5: Alec Ray and Mark Wilson were claiming credit for
14: your form <laughs> fitness for can... of fitness. They said they've been putting you through the ring on the five sides. So what, what would your response be to that? Yeah, got?
5: well, Alex kicked me enough times to so that kick I got the day I was more than ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, look, actually, that's been really good for me. Um, I've always kept my fitness levels up. Um, I don't think I've really stopped it mentally i probably work harder than what you would normally do every day Because you're putting yourself through a pre-season Every single day you want to push yourself to the limit Whether it be on treadmill or you know, hit classes, whatever you're doing I mean, And then I'm playing three times a week with the boys And you're playing, a, it's actually a really good level
1: In terms of likely events, I'm going to add Alex Ray kicking people at fives To Hugh Keevans gets match prediction wrong Yes They're up there with each yes. other
3: well, at least we're consistent here
1: Absolutely But yeah, big impact anyway Huge win for Partick Thistle And that run just carries on
2: Great to see Scott back yes. I'm told he could have a hat-trick So uh, onwards and upwards uh, He's already made a difference to Partick Thistle They've moved up to a place in the league Where they're three points behind in Furman. Uh The The clouds are starting to lift in Maryhill And there's a, a real air of positivity and uh, I think they're going to be alright. George is a Rangers fan in Rutherglen. What's on your mind
1: after the weekend, George?
10: Hi, Aiden, guys. Hello, George. Um, if I can make two points, but really this is my main one, and that my second one. Just on the goalkeeper topic, um, remember Boric? Uh, 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 no, the um, goalie goalie, I forget his
1: name. Yeah, so after goalkeeper. Boric. Aye, Kenny Muller, goal 4 2 again. Um, that was a bit of a howl um, Alright, I yeah, think I remember that one. Uh, um, my main point
10: is uh, I'm one of the people that's going to be actually come on and criticize Gerard um, I know it doesn't happen too much but we'll probably see it happening over the next couple of weeks if he we doesn't start to get more um, I see a few to what's been on it I will, um, my main gripe is um, I think you get certain things wrong uh, and we don't see certain things um, I'll give you a couple of examples uh, more based on Alex if that's okay but um, no one to get to of doing or anything like that but I do see things that we will say that. First one is our conversion from corner kicks. If there's a lost team in Europe, then if somebody could point that out to me, um, I would love to know. We got post corner kicks. The conversion, and it's been like half a year to be fair, but it's never been addressed. uh, And it's still the same at the moment. I think there was one game we got 25 corner kicks from one game this season, um, which uh, is extraordinary. Uh, The other one is if we don't shoot from outside the box yeah. now I remember Gerard actually addressing this and saying we need to do something more about it uh, and still nothing and get done and the other one which is my main gripe is the amount of time Cavendish I can hits the first player trying to sort a ball is unbelievable what do they practice at Lock House? it's one of the most simplest things in the world if you don't think it's going to get over the first man don't do it and we do it all the time, and you know, it's, it's, I, mean, I also think he got it wrong at Cameron, um, because the Scottish Cup game. I think he got it lot the, the wrong way around. I think you should have put the up front and then got the four uh, on. And they the and then they'll be done to play a high
1: ball game. Let me put those points to Alex George, just because we're running slightly out of time. Um, I must admit, I don't have Rangers' conversion rate yeah, at to hand. I don't know how it compares, Alex. Does your to, to the to, you know to the average? Does your gut tell you that, that George has a point? The Rangers need to make more of these situations.
3: I'm actually trying to write my brains back To earlier part of the season When they scored a couple of goals I think Golson and Katic Scored from a, from a couple of corners But in the main It doesn't spring to mind That they scored a lot of goals no, It is worth remembering
1: Do you remember we had Dougie Wright Livingston's analyst on the show yes. and He was telling us That in general terms In football You only have about A 1 in 30 or 40 chance Of scoring from a corner that, that's, exactly. the, that's the average across the, the board Yeah but it doesn't
8: um, surprise
3: but me George... but, but there is actually ones Who are actually specialists at it If you take uh, Livingston as an example Gordon So that there, there is always room for improvement
1: What about George's point about delivery and so on, because yeah, um, and this is this is where I'm. All, this is where I I really like listening to the calls because yep. you get a much more detailed insight. I obviously am in here every Saturday. I don't see ninety yes. minutes of Rangers. I'm always under the impression that generally Tavernier and, and Candice's delivery is pretty good. Yeah, and um, but George watches him all the time, and he's actually saying it, it frustrates him.
3: Yeah, I think uh, Candice is probably um, a bit more to blame when it comes to that. For me, Gordon, he doesn't actually pick out players when he's in very very good positions. If my memory serves me right I'm led to believe that Tavernier has Quite a lot of assists this year So That would suggest that he's actually Hitting the target So But there's always room I think room. does as well To be fair Is he up there with assists mm-hmm. as well Then Bill, well, we may well be wrong on that But uh, but the, It goes back to the ratio then Gordon you know In terms of the amount of times You get into to Decent areas So uh, But for me In my mindset I've got the Rangers guys Doing that right hand side Tend to do okay On that side And uh I think he was talking about The conversion rate as well For the edge of the box For, for the midfielders As such As I said earlier on I, You agree I always, with that don't you? Yeah I do I think they have to take More pot shots They have to believe In what they're trying to do Try and mix it up To try and suck it. Uh, players to try and Kind of put blocks in So that you've got more space To give and goes Running about the edge of the box So no I agree with that as well
1: Thanks to George and Rotherglen We're looking for 11 managers In England's League 1 Or above Who've played yes. in Scotland Guys like Tony Mowbray Paul Lambert David Hopkins And Jack Ross Who just
2: appeared on the TV screen I've got one for
3: you Wait a second before I have to explain it. You've just on your tiptoes there And I think he's obviously gone <laughs> Let's go for it
2: Lee Johnson at Bristol City
3: I've got him down, yeah
1: I thought that was the hardest one by no. a mile No, in fact it's not But I thought it was one of the hardest ones Well done Kelly Lee Johnson, Kelly Andy. He actually played for Hearts as well Yes Alex Neil Yep, Preston
3: Joey Barton
1: <laughs> Is that from his days at Marseille? Is that the way he used to pronounce <laughs> oui, it? Oui. Uh, Yep, Joey Barton is one of them as well If I could find my list Yep, plays uh, manager for Fleetwood
3: Yes, and Derek Adams
1: Okay, well done, that's a decent number We'll leave that be We'll get the rest of the answers More of your calls Your goalkeeping mistakes And much more coming
0: next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Great results For Scottish accident And injury victims For 40 years
1: Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray Are here in the final part Of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard We've been going over All the weekend's Big talking points Um, Sometimes that leads us Down a certain path Hugh And we're asking for Goalkeeping howlers This is after Colin Doyle at Fir Park yesterday, a great response to this. Williams on Twitter and uh, another tweeter by the name of Craig Gordon's cat, and um, both throwing in a similar one. Peter McCloy. Um he says, I think it was a hand in a long shot and Big Pete hangs on the crossbar, uh, expecting Scottish, it to go over. Scottish Cup final, was uh, but it, against, it drops under the WD? bar.
3: Given Lighthouse
1: uh, Yes Davy Collins says Ian Andrews 5-1 Rangers 1988 Horror show Yeah uh, Never seen again after that And uh, here's one that you'll remember Gilles Roussy Against Loudrup In the Scottish Cup final as well So oh. there we go At Clyde SSB There's a lot of good answers coming in um, On the teaser as well tonight I must say um, Scott Murray has got A couple of them On Twitter G thrown in a couple as well So what we're looking for Is 11 managers In England's League 1 Or above Who have played In Scotland So guys like Tony Mowbray Lee Johnson Paul Lambert Alec Neal David Hopkins Joey Barton Derek Adams Jack Ross Which means you've only got Three to get
3: We're struggling now we're, We think it's a English Or foreign Guy who played up in Scotland
1: One is Easy I would say in terms of The profile he had up here He may even have been mentioned On tonight's show at some point mm. And the other two Are murder <laughs> But one I would say is easy For a, for a number of reasons
3: you I don't care, That helps us <laughs> <laughs> yeah, No
2: end
1: I mean you're talking a, a proper good playing career up here And And he also He also managed up here as well Not all these guys Did Stuart McCall Yes
3: oh, 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 oh. I just gave you too
1: much there Didn't I I, no, had to dangle, you know, but...
3: I did not get me Stu Because he actually went to Where is he Is it Doncaster Scunthorpe Scunthorpe Yeah, yeah. Yes Because he went down to Bradford Didn't he He left the fives as well That fives <laughs> get some jobs
1: Scunthorpe just makes me really, It makes me shudder Because it takes me back To a night where we did A question about body parts Contained in football team names yes, And yes. I'm going to move swiftly on Before we need to Dwell Please on that do. one Any further 01419511025 Charlie is in Airdrie Hi Charlie
12: how you doing, Gordon? Yeah, good, thanks. What it is, we're not talking about titles and what have you. Um, as far as I'm concerned, um, I'm proud of my team this season. I'm a Rangers I think you know that anyway. Um, I'm proud of Gerard. I believe he's put uh, Scottish football back on the map. And um, the thing is, Celtic, this is the first season for a long, long time since uh, uh, we've been, Celtic's been looking over their shoulder at us to see where, where, where we are people have been saying what was the Rangers score what was the Rangers score, what was the Celtic score what was the Rangers score so this season has been an exciting season as far as I'm concerned uh, I was at the game on Saturday and uh, I was watching paint dry but at the end of the day you get the kind of games and all and I let Jared down big time um, I feel sorry for him in a kind of a way but uh, I think we'll get signed, and a bonus would be to get uh, into the final in the cup and uh, win it. Uh, if we got that and signed, that would do me this season, and then we can build for next season.
1: Charlie, is there a is there a points gap that you're looking at? Because I mean, second could mean by by three points, it could mean by fifteen. Would would both be equally acceptable, or are you looking for to get within a certain distance?
12: Well, the closer the better. But at the end of the day, you'll still end up second. Uh, if you end up second, that'll suit. I'll do me as I say. And if we do get uh, into the final in uh, the cup, uh, uh, we beat Kamara and we'll go straight to the you no know, mm. into the final. Um, well, after that,
1: well, well, what what would you arm. make of that, Alex? Then, because listen, there is, there is a long way to go. Let, course, let's be yeah. honest. If it is going to be second for Rangers, is there such a thing as a strong second? Does it make any difference how much they finish second by?
3: Yeah you would look to try And better last year's point tally You wouldn't like it to be any bigger Because it's So your- the
1: gap or the tally The gap
3: Just the gap Gordon Do you know what I mean The tally is irrelevant But it's interesting Because if you go back years ago Sir Alex uh, Win the league with about 15 18 points less than he originally won the mm-hmm. year before So If you can get To still take the gap Being that little bit closer That would be Something tangible uh, But I agree with Charlie in terms of The importance of the Scottish Cup
2: Charlie's ever so slightly premature And he says if Kilmarnock Are beaten on Wednesday Then into the final No Rangers got Aberdeen Aberdeen mm. at Bataudry uh, And then a semi-final after that So uh, The Rangers have got a bit of work to do With regard to the Scottish Cup For me the bottom line is If you look at where Rangers were a year ago uh, And Look at where they are today Then clearly Improvement has been made Not enough in the eyes of many Rangers supporters but improvement has been made. The problem with finishing second, Rangers would then be two seasons away from what the supporters regard as the nightmare. Celtic winning 10 in a row. So if Celtic get to eight, then it stands to reason that tension rises, the squad will need to be looked at again and Rangers will have to get it right in terms of recruitment over the summer because A mild panic will set in At nine And a definite case of panic will set in If Celtic are going for ten Thanks to
1: Charlie On Twitter at Clare SSB More goalkeeping howlers are coming in Peter Enkelman Aston Villa Birmingham Says Scott Wright Remember Remember at the throw-in
3: Under his foot was that, the, was that the one He went to try and control yeah. and it was His own player yeah, Takes I the think, throw And yeah. throws
1: it back And goes under his f- Wow that yes, was horrendous I And I like this huge Drew Mack has sent us a tweet This is on the back of Was it George The previous caller Saying he feels Rangers conversion rate From corners We've managed to unite Sort of the Celtic And Rangers fans Because yeah. Drew says I'd actually say Celtic Are worse At corners First time a corner Went well for us Was 91 minutes On Sunday So that, there we go we we'll need to dig out The stats on that one
2: Well you know Direct to score You know Corner kick A uh, A header A goal Uh, It used to be an old Celtic trick uh, But when you look at the size of the players now um, Boyata, Saminovic, Benkovic It's remarkable how often Celtic fail to score from a corner kick Remember it was Boyata's header back to Brown that led to the goal Um, Not that the Celtic fans are worrying That was the the most significant moment of the weekend for them Just before we go
1: we've not had a great deal of time to dedicate to the, the picture at the bottom on paper, you look at Saint Mirren going to Pitodry, and you think that's a really good, good point. point. Well done, Oren Kearney, and that's still true. But there must be a bit of frustration when you come off and find out that Dundee have picked up all three.
3: We oh, said we said that the other week. Hugh, yeah. We felt as if there was a bit of improvement in Dundee's performances. They're starting to score goals a lot, a lot more resilient at the back, uh, and with the boy right scoring no and he as he's brought a zip to them, and the boy Nelson up front. They look for me, they they look as if they're going to kick on and. Uh, I think there's some uh, You have to take encouragement If you're a St Mirren fan As well Going up to yeah. Uh Oren Kieran said Prior to kick off He says we're just looking For that win That kicks us on
2: Well they started the day Three points away From the team's Second bottom of the league They finished the day Five points away From the team's Second bottom of the league So it's Still a good point though Because well, uh,
1: because then it would have been, it would have been Six yes. if they'd not Picked that up Yeah so. yeah yeah
2: Good point on a bad day Right, okay
1: I'm happy with that Right, we've got two answers to get On Robert's teaser Fulltime at Clyde1.com Is the address you need to send your questions in 11 managers in England's League 1 or above Who have played in Scotland Tony Mowbray, Lee Johnson Paul Lambert, Alec Neal In the Championship David Hopkins, Joey Barton Derek Adams, Jack Ross From League 1 Which means You've got two to get And not a lot of time to get them
3: No Well, you will have to give us At least what division, and we can maybe work. For well, they're both <laughs> in league, they're both in League One. Both League One. Um Is it the Walsall one? Bristol Rovers. Rovers.
1: And Doncaster Rovers. So even that in itself is, is probably tough.
3: Yes, yeah, you know this year.
1: Interestingly, they both played for the same Scottish club, which was come look Livingston. These two are tough Really really tough I didn't even see Too many of the old Twitterati Getting these Hugh And that's when you know Because the knowledge Out there is frightening Well it's either Phone a friend Or give us initials (laughs) Lee someone No The Doncaster Rovers manager Had a bit more of a Memorable playing career I would say Hope I'm not being unfair On the other guy He played for Livingston Four times On loan in 1999 His initials Are G.M. Nah I think I'm going to have to give you Gary <laughs> Grant
3: Oh it's the mid it's Grant um, The Irish kid
1: Grant McCann Grant McCann And the other one Bristol Rovers Graham Coughlin. Oh, There we go Thank you Hugh and Alex We're back at 6 o'clock tomorrow With Roger and Gordon And Callum Gallagher Is up next
0: Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years.